This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, DA. How are you? Good morning, my neighbor! Get off! Damon Avendola. Yes, how are you? Yeah, thanks for having me on, buddy. A great question. All aboard. Good dog. This is why you do what you do. Yo. Somebody stop me. I'm coming to you to be fat. Let me be fat. Look, yeah, there's so many oh. sickos in this country. This is facts. A little more juice. What? I am broken. Good morning. Well, as I was saying, I was listening to the radio, I heard something. And what did you hear? A hissing sound like this. Hey, T.A., hey, D.A., let me aboard that mothership. Permission to board that mothership, sir. Well, you know, I had to slide through the intergalactic swag party. D.A., man, beam me up. What's going on, my brother from another mother? Beam me up. You guys are the best. You guys make it. Permission to board that mothership. has connected. And you the man, D.A. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. TA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Chicago to Sheboygan, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Fired up about today's show. Coming your way this morning here on the program, we continue with the sounds of Saturday. The Auburn Tigers have some juice as the... New look Auburn Tigers have an old face on the sidelines for SEC fans and foes. 
Hugh Freeze is back at it again. We'll talk to Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, coming up here, hour number four. Also, momentous Monday, a Monday staple, of course, coming your way in 40 minutes. And in 20 minutes, DeMarcus Ware has been inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame that happened last weekend. Of course, Hall of Fame weekend in Canton last weekend. However, his Hall of Fame display has some people chirping. We'll explain why coming up here on the show. I want to begin with the NFL preseason. Everybody in the league was in action this past preseason, or this past weekend, rather, for the preseason opening weekend, besides that Hall of Fame game. And that included the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens, this is a crazy stat, had not lost a preseason game since September 2015. Think about where you were or what you were doing back September of 2015. Is this not insane? Think about how bizarre preseason games are when you're playing backups, third string, fourth string, last possession, last drive, anything can happen. Football bounces the wrong way, off a shoulder pad, into somebody's arms, fumble here, squirts out there. I mean, anything can happen, a long field goal, And yet, the Ravens have not lost a preseason game since September of 2015. That streak was on the line on Saturday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, neither starter was starting in this game at quarterback. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts both out. And yet, result was the same. The Ravens continue this remarkable streak They have now won every preseason game 24 straight since 2015 with a 20-19 victory. The question is, is this significant? Is this a stat that's just purely coincidental, sheer dumb luck, or is this representative of something more? How are the Ravens winning every preseason game still it is where we begin. You're cold open. It's always great to win in this league. Um, I understand how hard it is, you know, to get a victory. And uh, one thing I learned at a young age, you know, you cherish victories. Um, they're hard to come by in this league, you know. And that's a credit to this, you know, Coach Hobo and the rest of this organization that this streak has been able to go on for so long. Great first start. Great to see the guys, the effort, the intensity, everybody trying to do whatever they could do to play their best out there. And like I told them, these are opportunities to learn, you know, and you have an opportunity. Every single person, we learn a lot as a team. We will when we watch the tape, and every single person can learn something, whether they played or not, about themselves through the course of this game. So now what do we do with it? That's what determines where we go from here. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, so you just heard... Two of the components of the Ravens win, Josh Johnson at quarterback, and then John Harbaugh, obviously, after the victory. The fact that the Ravens keep going 4-0 and in the preseason is significant. Some of it is dumb luck. In this game, the Ravens led by seven late in the fourth quarter, and then Josh Johnson, or it was Anthony Brown, actually, I believe, who throws a pick six. It's returned back the other way, and the Eagles go for two. And the Eagles don't get the two. And so they trail by a point, 20-19. Ultimately, the Ravens come out with a victory. 
this win streak comes down to a two-point conversion that the Eagles did not get. Now, is that the sign that the Ravens are a great football team because they stopped the two-point conversion? Not necessarily with their third-string guys. Not necessarily. But here's why I wanted to bring it up. Because this is absolutely emblematic of a team that has two things that are sometimes rare in today's NFL. Accountability and continuity. A preseason game doesn't necessarily matter, but when you have this long of a stretch, it speaks to a locker room, it speaks to a roster that believes they must do their job. They need to pick up their end of the slack. They have to pull on the rope because you don't win this many games and take preseason seriously if you don't have a bunch of guys that do that. So that's coaching. That's John Harbaugh. That's his staff. That's everybody in that locker room believing that these games matter and that the fact that you have a win streak is something that you need to protect. That's the first thing that's notable about the Ravens. The second thing is they've got the same staff every single year. And so guys know what the expectations are. The coaches know how to put them in winning positions. And they know early in the preseason when everything is kind of haywire about what works and what doesn't. And this is the benefit of an organization that keeps the same coaching staff together for a long time and doesn't make rash decisions. And so I I think the Ravens, for a lot of reasons, are a model organization. But this this preseason win streak is kind of part of that. I'm going to give you John Harbaugh's win-loss records, okay, over the course of his career. Harbaugh's been there since 2008, 11-5, 9-7, 12-6, 8-8, 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 10 and 6. That year they won the Super Bowl. 8 and 8, 10 and 6, 5 and 11, 8 and 8, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 14 and 2, 11 and 5, 8 and 9, last year 10 and 7. My point is they have winning records way more than they have losing records. In fact, since Harbaugh took over in 2008, he has two losing seasons one was a five and eleven one was eight and nine they do a lot of winning in baltimore and so this preseason record is representative of that they've made the playoffs four out of the last five years all of those years were the lamar jackson years and they'll continue being one of the best franchises in football and the afc And this is one of the reasons why. Even in the preseason when most franchises think it doesn't matter and most of us think that the win-losses don't matter, the Ravens keep clicking. And so while we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, and rightfully so, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, some of the sexier teams in the AFC, let us not forget that this squad here, the Baltimore Ravens, have a really good team year in, year out. And even last year when Lamar didn't play in the postseason, nearly knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are one of those teams that have big aspirations and Super Bowl chatter around them. This Ravens team doesn't get that type of attention, but they they belong in that conversation every year because of the things like this. They don't lose preseason games. That doesn't necessarily translate, but there are things there that you see that you go, 
Yeah, that's why they're a really good team, and that's why year in, year out, they have to be in the conversation. It's damn impressive. And they win 24 straight preseason games. If you were wondering when the last time they lost one was, September 3rd, 2015. Okay, this is the final preseason game of the 2015 preseason. You want to know who played this game to let you know just how long ago it was? For the Ravens, Bryn Renner started. He was backed up by Matt Schaub. For the, for the Falcons, Sean Renfrey started, backed up by Rex Grossman. The last time the Ravens lost a preseason game, Matt Schaub and Rex Grossman were playing in it. If you're wondering a little good historical factoid as well, on that Ravens team, Darren Waller caught three passes for 22 yards. Yes, that Darren Waller, who's now 30 years old, with a big contract from the New York Giants. The last time the Ravens lost a, pl- a preseason game, 2015. They went again over the weekend against the Eagles by a point. All right, here's your phone number off and running this morning at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Elsewhere in the preseason, Did anybody else see that throw by Trevor Lawrence against the Cowboys? Now, I just rattled off a couple of the the AFC teams that are going to get a lot of attention this year. And the Chiefs are Super Bowl defending champions. And the Bengals are right there. And we're talking about Joe Burrow's calf injury. And the Bills have been knocking on the door for a while now. And the Jets now have Aaron Rodgers and full system go. And there's other good teams like the Chargers and the AFC as well. And the Jaguars are the sexy pick, the trendy pick out of the AFC South, specifically because the rest of the AFC South is pretty underwhelming, but also because the the Jaguars won the division last year. Took a step forward under Doug Peterson, won the division, had that big comeback playoff win at home against the Chargers, and got that first taste of experience. But the reason also why the Jaguars should be taken seriously is that you have another year of experience for Trevor Lawrence. And I've always felt like it was inevitable that this guy was going to be a, a sublime QB. And I know that rookie season under Urban Meyer didn't always look that way. Some Jaguars fans even wondered, oh my God, do we have a bust on our hands? And I never worried about that because he was put in an impossible situation with Urban Meyer as that in that season. But also because... A guy like him is going to eventually figure it out. And rookie quarterbacks oftentimes struggle. Young QBs oftentimes struggle. But he was too big, too strong, too successful in college, too smart, too even-keeled level-headed for him not to figure it out. He's just, he's got all of the all of the tools. And I always felt this way. Well, there was a play in Saturday's preseason game, which was a win for the Jaguars, 28-23 where I'm not sure why you're playing Trevor Lawrence in the preseason. Frankly, I would rather see him not in there, but he takes the snap. He goes back to pass. The Cowboys kind of collapse the pocket, okay? So he's under duress. He's probably going to be sacked or throw it away. He rolls to his right, and he bounces off a a would-be tackler. He then bounces off another, so he's broken two potential tackle slash sacks. And then as he's getting 
dragged down by a third. Before his knee touches the ground, he's able to steady himself, plant his plant leg so that he actually has a base and fling it near sideline. And by golly, he freaking throws a strike for a touchdown to Christian Kirk. And it's just an absolutely beautiful strike, I believe. Or maybe it was Zay Jones. I forget who it was. But I think it was Kirk. And it is just a thing of beauty. And somehow he gets this pass off. And I'm like, this is an amazing throw. Because it shows his strength upper body, his strength lower body, his footwork to set, and then his athleticism to get enough zip on the ball to to get it over the corner for a strike for a touchdown. I, I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me with this throw? Are you now after that, tr- you know, Trevor Lawrence doesn't need to be getting dragged down from behind by defensive players in a preseason game. Get him out of there, Doug. I don't want to see him play in the preseason again. That's it. We're done here. He, he proved his point. He can go through all the the non-contact drills you want in the preseason, but he should not be playing in the preseason to get tackled. But I'm like, damn, this guy's going to put up some ridiculous stats and highlights this season. Just, it's inevitable. This guy is incredible. I mean, Lawrence has everything. And this throw, if you haven't seen it yet, find it on social media. His touchdown throw on Saturday, I'm just, it's, it's very Josh Allen-esque because Lawrence is so big, but in some ways he's much less unorthodox than Josh Allen, which leads to, I think, even better highlights sometimes because while Josh Allen's big and strong and runs around and throws against his body and jumps over defenders, you know some of those things Lawrence is never going to try because he's not that unorthodox. But in some ways, they're even more breathtaking because they, they happen within the scale of a normal play, and they're also unbelievable. Oh, forget it. You know, these are the types of things that just get me all hot and bothered. You know, the, the preseason, Trevor Lawrence getting dragged down, throwing a touchdown. These are the things that just make, yes. Oh, God, that's beautiful. Football is back. All right, when we come back here on the show... DeMarcus Ware is a Hall of Famer, but his Hall of Fame display has some people upset. We'll get to that coming up here next. Good to be back. Good to be back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. And this show is sponsored by, in part, BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more that you practice it, the easier that it gets. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. You know, we've all been through some unpredictable times over the past few years, and it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash D-A. It's the D-A Show, only on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Gimme, 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 gimme. Give me that money. Give me that candy. Oh, I want the candy so bad. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Well, I am so excited to be back. Last weekend for Jim Rome, and so good to be back in my own show, my own chair. So thankful you're with us on this fine Monday morning, and I am in mid-season form, let's face it. You can always watch the proceedings on YouTube at the CBS Sports Radio channel, on Twitch as well, or at (laughs) WatchDA.com. It is 6.23 in the morning. We've already wrapped up the epic fail. I got it done in the first segment. Carlos with a K, you can thank me later. I just made your job so easy today. You now have three hours and 40 minutes to work on the fail. I was like, we're leading off the show with the Ravens. They won again in the preseason. And then I'm going to follow that up with this amazing Trevor Lawrence throw that I saw on Twitter the other day. (laughs) I'm like, this throw is amazing. I go on and on and on about Trevor Lawrence. I love Trevor Lawrence. In my ear during the commercial break, Carlos with the K is like, that throw you're talking about? That's Nathan Rourke. What? No. It's Trevor Lawrence. Nope, it's Nathan Rourke. Nathan, who the hell is Nathan Rourke? You asked me if he looked like Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, I'm trying to be nice, saying, yeah, sort of. He doesn't does look remotely like does. Nathan Rourke. <laughs> I think he does look like Trevor <laughs> They all look the same under the football helmets, but no, he doesn't even have the hair. Well, I, I saw this on my phone, and I guess it's so small I didn't see that it wasn't Trevor Lawrence. On and on and on. By the way, if you look up this play, do not look for Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, you got to look up this play. It's so no, it's not. Guys, I was on. I was going on this rant for six minutes. Did you guys know it wasn't Trevor Lawrence? Or did everybody think it was Trevor Lawrence until commercial break? You were so confident that people were like, maybe it was Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I was buying his jersey already. Oh, that's an all-timer. Oh, that's an all-timer. Oh, he's so big. He's strong. He's smart. He's a can't miss. Wait till you see this season. He only Trevor Lawrence can make this throw. He's like Josh Allen. The vision All is of a this. lock. Nathan Rourke. The All right. I guess, Nathan, number one. <laughs> I guess Nathan Rourke. Should be your your fantasy quarterback moving forward. 
Somebody give Nathan Rourke a job. Somebody give him a starting job right now. The guy's amazing. There had to have been Jaguars fans going, DA, what are you talking about? What did you watch? <laughs> oh, my God. The question is, would Mraz have caught that? Would he have been somebody? Uh, two hours later. No, no, no. That wasn't Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, he, he probably would have done the same thing. But God, he would have doubled down. They all got the wrong player in the in the uh, in, in the make good. Yeah, Zane Jones threw it. It was a flea flicker. <laughs> no, it was Nathan Peterman. Da, you were wrong. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Nathan Rourke. Who the hell is Nathan Rourke? They're not even from the same country. Nathan Rourke is Canadian. Really? Wow. Well, I mean, geez, this kid, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Edmonton Al- Elks or whatever. Somebody should <laughs> sign this guy. Somebody give Nathan Rourke a freaking... <laughs> give him a job. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I heard that name on Broadway before uh, NFL oh, Field. That's incredible. On and on and on I go. About Trevor Lawrence. It's freaking Nathan Rourke. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's Nathan Rourke. <laughs> Nathan Rourke. All right. So DeMarcus Ware gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And last weekend was awesome. Him, Darrell Revis, et cetera. Everybody gets in. And I, I love the Hall of Fame weekends for obvious reasons. I love the speeches. And I love the, the pomp and circumstance. I love the families. And I just kind of love looking back in guys' careers that really have achieved so much and think about, you know, when they're playing, some of the better memories, some of the great moments, and then also maybe the, the moments that you said, boy, I – I didn't see this in him or, yeah, he was always the guy. And so DeMarcus where I think is somewhere in between where he was always a very good player, but it was the longevity that really kind of put him over the top to be a pro football Hall of Famer. But no quibbles with me with DeMarcus Ware getting into, into Canton. But Ware's career was nine seasons with the Dallas Cowboys and then three with the Broncos. Now, those three with the Broncos coincided with that big free agent push that John Elway put on to steady the defense because the Broncos had signed Peyton Manning after the neck injury and him living in Indianapolis to the free agent deal. Offense was amazing, but defensively they had some holes. And so John Elway said, we're going to go out and spend money in, in free agency and try to plug some of those holes. Safety, TJ Ward. They brought in some other guys. And Marcus Ware's the edge rusher. And Ware was there for three years, 14, 15, 16. And in 2015, the Broncos finally won the Super Bowl. That was the one where Peyton Manning, kind of the end of his career last season, mostly the defense carried the, the day that season. And... You know, DeMarcus Ware was an enormous part of that. Ware had a great Super Bowl against Cam Newton, hunted down Cam a couple of times, and the defense really was the was the the big reason, the biggest reason the Broncos won that Super Bowl. And so now in his display, all the, the newly minted Hall of Famers have a display in Canton, and DeMarcus Ware's display has a Broncos jersey in it. And the helmet in there, is his college helmet, Troy. And there's not a lot of evidence of his Cowboys career. And Cowboys fans are bent out of shape. And 
observers are like, wait a second, he was a cowboy first, but not much evidence of his Cowboys career in his locker. And I don't know how much the players can, they can adjust what's inside that display. I'm not sure. Is it, is it pro football hall of fame's call to put in the Troy helmet instead of a Cowboys helmet, or is it DeMarcus Ware's call? But I would say this, no doubt that the bulk of his career happened in Dallas, his best seasons, you could argue happened in Dallas and you can't ever forget his Cowboys years. But I, I talk about this often. When you win, when you win a Super Bowl, those years tend to count more towards your legacy and how people remember you. Fairly or unfairly, those years is, is usually, those are what usually mints your resume for a place like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If he doesn't have those three years in, in Denver, is DeMarcus Ware still a Hall of Famer? Probably. But what cements it is winning a Super Bowl and being part of a defense that does that. And I talk about this often because guys end up chasing big contracts and they feel like that's a validation. And I'm not saying that that's not an important part of how you've got to support your family or, or map out your career. But if you're in a winning situation and it's a stable situation, you've got good coaching, you're going to the playoffs every year, maybe you've won Super Bowls, I, I would argue that's not the right reason to leave just for the cash because you'll get pretty good cash everywhere. But if you're in a good situation where you're winning, don't just chase the bigger money if it's to go to a losing situation. Because winning, especially in football, tends to cement you for these types of things. Now, for DeMarcus Ware, he left a situation where they were not winning a Super Bowl, and he went to one where they were. So that, you know, that that's that's a slam dunk in every way. He makes the money and they win a Super Bowl. But if you're also going to leave a good situation, go to one where you could win and win big. Yeah, I say this because there's a lot of guys that have gone to sign with the Raiders, let's say, or Washington, and they take a big chunk of cash and they kind of know, you know, my days of winning are over. Justin Tuck is an example of this. The Giants, he won two Super Bowls with New York and it put him on the map. And Justin Tuck now does media and has a great post-playing career. The Giants were going to pay him at the end of his career. They were not, so he ends up signing with the Raiders. And and those are a couple of years where they're just meaningless throwaway years at the end of your career. Warren Sapp the same way. He's a Buccaneer. He's a Buccaneer, and he won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, and he was a Hall of Famer with the Buccaneers, and then just got changed at the end of his career, got some some cash from the Raiders. And, and they're wasted years. They're completely wasted years. Now, again, the opposite is happening with DeMarcus where He's going to a place where they win. But my point is that you got to weigh your situation if you're in, in the NFL about where I think you can win. And if you're winning, the other things take care of themselves. Hall of Fames and all-decade teams and Pro Bowls and contracts and endorsements and post-playing career and media opportunities and stuff like that. And so in this locker, you know, it's interesting because he played nine years with the Cowboys, but there's barely evidence that he played for Dallas inside this Hall of Fame display. His jersey is from the Broncos. And everywhere he ever goes from here on out, he's got a big fat ring 
That was when he played with the Broncos. A big, fat championship ring that he sticks in your face at Hall of Fame ceremonies and on Radio Row at the Super Bowl or at this alumni event or that event or whatever, and he gets to say, I won a Super Bowl, and that was with the Denver Broncos, and people remember that. And, you know, it's just, it's more evidence that you should always weigh if you're, I think in professional sports in general, winning equates to a lot of things ultimately that you'll want. The money is short-term in some ways. The winning is long-term. You know, these guys keep remembering. You, you should always remember that the winning is what people will remember you for. Just like Trevor Lawrence with that amazing touchdown throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was so good. Oh, I'm going to laugh about that for a long time. That's making his highlight reel this season. That's got to. That's going to be the next uh, next season of quarterback on Netflix. It's going to be <laughs> Trevor Lawrence with my voice over it. Can you imagine this throw he made in the preseason? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that big Sports Illustrated uh, video they do if they win the Super Bowl. Right, be exactly. the first thing on the video. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have a cast of thousands this week for the updates as Bogus is out on vacation and... Day number one, a Monday morning, brings to us the dulcet tones, I love this, of Emmanuel Barbari. Emmanuel, good morning. Good morning, D.A. How are you? I'm great. Great to hear your voice. Did you know that was Nathan Rourke that threw that touchdown for the Jaguars? <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> okay. All right. So now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> you All right, Emmanuel. You poll the newsroom, I think about maybe 75% didn't know who that was. Okay, all right, that makes you feel slightly better than I'm in the majority. Okay, Emmanuel, <laughs> what do we got on headlines? DA, we're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Pair of preseason games yesterday. Saints over the Chiefs 26-24. One series for Derek Carr. First look with his new team, 6 of 8. 70 yards and a touchdown. Everything was new. So for me to get out there, more importantly, and play football, you know, in the stadium, um, this time when it wasn't loud, um, and we can operate and do those kind of things, um, it was important to me to do that. It doesn't matter how old I am and how many years I've played in the NFL. But as for when it gets loud in the Superdome? Love love being on this side of things in the dome. Uh, I, can get used to, I can get used to this place. It's a lot of fun. For the okay. Chiefs, limited action for Patrick Mahomes. They're established guys. Just one drive, Mahomes two of two. 15 yards. Meantime, Saints rookie running back Kendra Miller left the game with a knee injury. It's believed to be the same right knee he injured back in December at the oh Fiesta boy. Bowl. So the Saints are already oh. shorthanded there. Alvin Kamara, the three-game suspension. Miller now set to undergo more testing. Yeah, I don't know if the Dome's going to get that loud this year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Time will tell. Elsewhere, the Raiders hammered the Niners 34-7. Most of Vegas' defensive line was sitting out, but their backup starred. Four sacks, stonewalled a couple of Fourth and short tries by the Niners. And speaking of San Fran, Trey Lance's first preseason appearance under that pressure and a mixed bag. Honestly, I got to go back and watch the tape. Uh, Now I think I have a much better idea. Um, Definitely some good, some bad, um, but felt good to to be back out there. Excited for for next week. Continue to get better with these guys. We'll talk about this later on in the show. I've been very pro Trey Lance since he was drafted, but oof. That, that hill, I'm not ready to die on at this point anymore. I mean, Trey Lance just keeps putting duds together, so not a good start to the preseason for him. Yeah, didn't move the chains until his fourth possession. Finished 10 of 15, 112 yards, and a kind of a weird touchdown for head coach Kyle Shanahan. When you go three and out, 
unless you're running it three times in a row, the numbers will get skewed. Um, so it's, I mean, you're always throwing on the third down for the most part. So I think it got like that. And um, it's just usually when you don't play a game, it doesn't balance out. So it's kind of just how it went. It wasn't the plan. Another NFL note, despite still a state of uncertainty with his contract situation, Jonathan Taylor expected to return to the Colts this week. He'll be at training camp. How'd that holdout work out for Jonathan Taylor? It doesn't seem like any done. of these are working out. He's going to get no money. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> Great holdout. Nice holdout. Yeah. Just take what you're paid. And NBA, although the Sixers are reportedly ended trade talks for James Harden, can't find the right package uh, with the Clippers. Harden's holding firm, doesn't want to play in Philly. And he nice. plans to skip training camp. I mean, nice. Yeah. So this just great. Great all across the board. quit on another team. Exactly. Nice. Baseball, nice. the league is looking into social media posts surrounding race star shortstop Wander Franco. The all-star, the 22-year-old, reportedly not with the team on its flight to San Francisco. The posts have been verified, but the allegation would be that Franco had an inappropriate relationship with a minor, and she exposed it on social media. MLB is doing, quote, due diligence, and the Rays declined to comment on Franco not being on the team plane. But they did say they're in close contact with the league, and they do take the situation seriously. As that news was coming down, Franco out of the lineup. The Rays fell to the Guardians 9-2. Andres Jimenez, a four-hit game, including a home run. Here's manager Kevin Cash. I'm aware of this speculation. I'm not going to comment any further on that. But um, his, the day off was because the day off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. Just a scheduled, routine day off for Wander Franco. Had nothing to do with incredible scrutiny on a social media page that maybe he was dating a 14-year-old. No, no, no. Just giving him a blow. Yeah, definitely. On to Cincinnati. Rays By the way, I mean, the Rays, have they crashed back down to earth or what? I was about to say, 41-40 and since their 30-9 start to the season. It's way below 500 over the last handful of games. So uh, they're 41-40 and since a 30-9 historic start. And they're looking up now at the feel-good, the upstart Baltimore Orioles, who yeah. added another special chapter to their magical run. Three to the Mullins. He hits another one in the air to right field and deep. It's way back there to the warning track. He goes, and it's gone! That one's fair. And that's a two-run home run for Cedric Mullins in the lead. That's Jeff Arnold, Orioles Radio. Cedric Mullins took the game over against the Mariners. He entered off the bench in the sixth inning. And in the ninth, up by one, Mullins robbed Mariners' first baseman tie yeah. France of a game-tying home run. Then a batter later, Dominic Canzone tied the game, so he got the job done. He tied the game with a homer off Mike Bauman, so the rob was all for naught until Mullins took matters into his own hands again, broke the tie, two-run shot in the 10th inning, and the Orioles held on 5-3. They're three games clear of those Rays in first place in the AL East. And Kevin Brown is back, back calling Free Kevin games. Brown. He's back Free on Kevin the air. Brown, baby. Speaking of magic, the Marlins storm back four runs down in the ninth. They walked off the Yankees 8-7, five-run ninth inning. Jake Berger, the walk-off Ooh. hit. Nationals had an even bigger ninth inning hole. They were trailing the A's 7-2 in the ninth, rallied for six runs. Jeter downs off the bench, only his fourth game of the season, a walk-off single. For the Giants, Patrick Bailey, a walk-off two-run homer. Giants topped the Rangers 3-2. Dodgers 8, Rockies 3. Dodgers won their eighth straight behind Julio Urias. He tied his career high, 12 strikeouts over seven strong. There are your headlines. Thank you, Emmanuel. You got uh, Carlos with a K is in this week in the EP chair. Carlos with a K, you snacking on some yogurt there? Uh, applesauce. Trying to cut <laughs> some Applesauce. <laughs> Breakfast applesauce. <laughs> yeah, had my uh, had my applesauce. I had a granola bar that Cap missed because Cap doesn't miss anything, but he missed that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, stay tuned for all our Twitch viewers. I'll have yogurt later. Okay, that's exciting. 
Hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> That's exciting. The, the breakfast cam is an unofficial segment here. That's true. Gelb is eating ranch-covered ice cream. <laughs> and we are going to present to you applesauce and yogurt in two different segments coming up later on in the morning. <laughs> By the way, I know now why I thought Nathan Rourke was Trevor Lawrence. Because he made that throw. <laughs> well, okay, that's a good point. Because he made that throw. But also, Trevor Lawrence is number 16. Nathan Rourke is number 18. And you know how the, the Jaguars have these numerals now, these numbers that are like big, blocky, weird numbers? When he's on the field, on my phone, that eight looks like a six. It really does look like a six. So you so did gonna... such a good job owning up and getting in front of the mistake <laughs> that now you're going to cop out with a weak. Uh, the numbers are kind of slanty. I made, look, I made an obvious mistake here. A, a rolling six-minute diatribe mistake, okay? But if you look at, you're right, he doesn't have the hair. He, he doesn't, he's not built necessarily. There's no majestic like locks coming out the back of the Trevor helmet. Lawrence, but... 16 and 18 for the Jaguars numbers look relatively similar. Yeah, they gotta they gotta change that font. Because that that six where Trevor Lawrence has this the top of the six almost comes down to the body of the six. And the eight is kind of like the same thing. They, they they're built the same, like the numbers are built the same. They're not the body types. Fair. That's such a morass reasoning. <laughs> are you interviewing for the job? Like are you gonna hire yourself? That would be something. <laughs> it I, I was me I, all along. I, th I think I know the host pretty well. I'm confident about that. Uh, some I ideas. I, I have some ideas. Uh, I've got experience on the show. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like I might be a good candidate. It's great. Brooke, the intern, is in today. Even she's got to be like, DA, it was it was Nathan Rourke. I mean, you got to know this. She, she, she was. <laughs> you gotta, come on. Come she's on. the one who to told us. Snake Somebody tell DA it's Nathan Rourke all of a sudden. Did, did he not watch his Canadian high school career growing up? I mean, come on. <laughs> when we come back, it's a momentous Monday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Hey, every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're around it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. You just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you got to do, and everything will be good. All right, welcome back, everybody. Momentous Monday is always very important to us here on the DA Show. Reminds us of our friend Little Mo, Mo Gabba, who battled cancer throughout his entire life and ultimately succumbed to the disease when he was only 13 years old, but not before he left quite a mark on the entire world. He's a hero in Baltimore. If you watch Ravens games this year, you'll notice the M.O. in Baltimore lit up in the end zone. That is for Little Mo. He's in the Orioles Hall of Fame as well. He's just... He was amazing in every way, and he was a big part of the DA show as well, and so we, we honor him every single Monday with a momentous Monday story, inspiration in sports. And boy, does John Mechie fit the bill here. Remember a couple of years ago in the national title game, George and Alabama? In that game, John Mechie, wide receiver for Alabama, tore his ACL. 
That was the 2021 SEC championship game, actually, against Georgia. And in that game, he tears his ACL, and you don't know when he's going to come back, what that means for his NFL career. Well, last year, he was set to come back in 2022 for the Houston Texans, but was diagnosed with leukemia. So he misses an entire year because of the ACL or offseason, then comes back last season and has leukemia. And so now it's up to this season. Now, he also had a hamstring injury that kept him from participating in much of practice and camp in May and June. So John Mechie hasn't played football since December 2021. And on Thursday night, finally played his first snap for the Texans in the NFL. He played 19 snaps and had a five-yard reception on a touchdown drive in the second quarter. Mechie said it felt great. It was a long time coming. It was surreal and a great feeling to be out there with the team, to be out there with the guys, to be back playing football. Just a good feeling to see all this support and all the love. Everyone coming up here to tell me how happy they were to see me back out there was really amazing. After the game, Mechie had a hug with Mac Jones, his former Alabama QB, who was on the Patriots. He did not play on Thursday, but still they had an embrace at midfield. And so many guys that he played with, we're so fired up for John Mechie during this game and after this game. He was taking pictures with everybody after the game. I mean, that's some real perseverance. When you talk about a guy that had his dream taken away from him by injury in the SEC championship game, and then before his NFL career even gets off the ground, has to deal with leukemia and coming back from that, that's that's a lot to handle. And he's been in great spirits good attitude working hard to come back leukemia is clear and you know he's ready to rock and that's that's just a a great story about a lot of things so you know there's all these things that happen in life where it's a roadblock here a roadblock there knock down here you feel like you've already gone through something big and now you get something else thrown at you but Mechie just put his head down kept grinding Try not to focus on the negatives and move through it. And that's what little Mo would have done and did for his entire life. And Mechie's had a good attitude throughout the whole thing as well. So cool story to see him back in the football field, no doubt. Really cool story. Well, you could always tweet at us, DA on CBS and Citrus Thornways. And DA, one big tip-off for the quarterback. Why would Trevor Lawrence have been playing that late in the preseason game? Three laughing, crying emojis. <laughs> uh, yes, this happened in the fourth quarter. I think there was like six minutes left in the game. <laughs> Just get some reps. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you know. I think it's most important that in the first preseason game, you let your franchise guys play as long as possible. <laughs> I, think <that's... laughs> I think that's always the way that coaches handle <laughs> preseason game number one you know shoddy offensive line work yeah. who cares you just want to make sure that your starters stay as long as possible in that first preseason game an all-time blunder by yours truly when we come back here on the show cal stanford have no home right now the acc's had some conversations about them Yay or nay to Cal and Stanford. We'll talk about it next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 